Hi guys, welcome into today's show. We're going to talk everything about properties today and we have Gerald on with us today. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about quite a few interesting new launches as well as uh, what are some of our thoughts on it. This recent ABSD has caused quite a lot of hoo-ha because you know, uh, people I know, who right? have <laughs> aspirations to buy a second property are now going to face an even heavier tax of 20%. And the big change definitely is in the foreigner segment whereby the ABSD is increased by 30%. What are your thoughts on why governments actually made such drastic changes again? Yeah, not just for foreigners, even locals who want to put um, their properties on trust, right? Mm. For their kids. Now they have to pay 65%. Oh, that's a lot. Not only that, it was very sudden. Overnight, suddenly they announced in, uh, I think, 11 plus, boom. Next day, uh, property price increased. So everyone in the market was just shocked. Uh, it's like immediate effect, right? No, like, oh, it's yes. going to start next week. Then everybody in China is just going to fly over by a property yeah, right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediate yeah, so effect. So it was very shocking. No one kind of knew why, but I think the next day, the government, they kind of revealed uh, the growth rates. So what happened was that the property price index in uh, quarter one in 2023, they released it the day after, right? They, they increased the stamp duty. So uh, it grew by a lot. The market's getting a bit hot, right? Because in the quarter, on average, uh, the property market grew 3.3% in the first uh, quarter in this year alone, which is crazy. 3.3% for property, yeah. Yeah, so if you to scrutinize a bit further, the data points suggest that RCR is the one that's picking up the most, right? I also saw data that's related to this. It suggests that foreigners are the ones that are buying a bit more. Of course, previously, foreigner purchases are about 4%. But right now, in yes. the first quarter, 2023, they are climbing close to 7%. And this trend, if it escalates, it could become double digit already. Any thoughts on yes. foreigners buying new home sales, uh? Yeah, so I think uh, right now with the global conflict um, going on, right, people are looking for safe havens to kind of park their money. And Singapore really stands out as a safe haven uh, compared to our neighboring countries like Hong Kong uh, or China. Right, so then that's when a lot of there's a lot of inflows of money coming in, especially when the world started opening up. And we know that the government can see these data, they think like, wow, you know, too much money coming in. This means that a lot of locals will be priced out, especially like HDB upgraders. Let's say they want to upgrade your condo, and if condo prices are like two million, then it becomes very, very hard uh, out of reach of the layperson, right? So that's why government is kind of thinking, hey, how do we kind of better support our locals? Um, who are buying their first property. So I think that's the key um, intention behind this uh, move. Lah. What I noticed was that the number one foreign buyers, everyone can kind of guess it, it's from China. But if I would ask you guys, who do you think is the second most... I, I think it should be Indonesia. Because as we yeah, know, a lot of Indonesian uh, would... families are, are rich. And I know of Indonesian friends from school days and they actually buy yes. a few in a stack. Yeah, so that's what everyone would think, right? But did you know uh, it is actually the Americans? Americans, the number of Americans that bought private property, it's almost similar to um, the Chinese this year alone. Wow. And, and Americans, lot. they they don't need to pay any ABSD, right? I've seen certain comments yes. before on my channel. That is accurate, right? Yes. Correct. So it's uh they they use this acronym, uh Linus. Uh, which is Liechtenstein, Iceland, United States, and one other country. So these countries, um, basically, they follow the Singaporean uh, rate because the, our governments have a special tax treaty with these countries. Hey, which means if we raise ABSD for foreigners, that's the 30% won't impact them. Which means yeah, you're so going to weed out Chinese buyers only, right? 
and Indonesian yes. bias. <laughs> yes. So that's why I'm like thinking, oh, this means there'll be more American buyers coming in, right? Another interesting data point was where they started buying homes from. A lot of them are, are starting to look uh, outwards, right? So they use, traditionally, everyone knows that foreigners always buy CCR. But five years ago, like all of them predominantly only buy like CCR. But now, a lot of foreigners have started to drift outwards and started to buy properties in the RCR region. Okay, CCR, just to clarify, is core central region, uh, which yep. means District 9, 10, 11, Orchard, Newton area. New mm. headlines are always suggesting that private property is still doing very well. Blossoms by the Park, which is something in the Bona Vista region, actually achieved record sales despite government cooling measures. And just to put yes. a context to things, CDL wanted to release their own project, which is Newport Residences in Tanjong Baga, the old Fuji Xerox mm. building. And because of ABSC, they actually shelved that for a couple of weeks just to regroup. Oh. <laughs> but Blossoms by Park just decided to chong ahead and release it and they actually saw fantastic turnout rate, right? What are some of the numbers and what are your key thoughts on this breaking news? Yeah, so the Blossom, I think if I remember correctly, is 73% sold on launch day, right? Uh, right after the ABSD. Uh, I don't know, is it like how many of it is contributed by Kanjong Singaporeans, you know, worried that <laughs> Something's going to happen and they, they purchase. FOMO, uh, FOMO. <laughs> yeah. But what I noticed for the Blossoms uh, project is that a lot of it was targeted at investors, people trying to kind of buy a property to invest because it's a small unit and a lot of them were dual key. So I would say uh, half of the units was small, right? Then the other half had uh, the other quarter had about dual key um, projects. So like more than around 70%, 75% of the unit is really targeted at investors looking to buy a property to purchase. And again, most of the profile was Singaporeans. So the small units have to be going at 1.3 million, thereabouts, right? Because the PSF is 2,000 yes. plus, right? Yeah, so I saw the one of the transaction price. I think it started at 2.1, was it? 2.1k PSF. There was one transaction that went as high as 25 4K, almost 2.5. I was like, whoa. That's why uh, I don't even saw this. Ho Ching actually mentioned ABSD curbs on property purchases. Relax lah. And in her Facebook post, she did mention that first of all, it is clear that Singaporeans who will still enjoy zero ABSD on their first property. And first property is actually 99% of all home buyers, according to her. And she also mentioned that ABSD only applies to residential properties, no ABSD on commercial properties. So she's actually suggesting that investors look at REITs and commercial properties instead of residential if they are concerned. But back to the point on upcoming launches. Next would be a project that's in the East Coast, right? There's one that I've come to realize is going to launch possibly quite soon, which is Continuum in the Marine Parade, Katong region. Yes. Any insights on this upcoming project or not? Yeah, so this area is very, very hot because of the rejuvenation efforts uh, or planned by the government. There's a lot of projects. There is Tembusu Grand, then there is the mm. Continuum, then it, then there will be uh, Grand Dunman coming soon. And there are good schools there like Taonan, there is Tanjong Katong Primary School as well. So then people all got very excited, kind of want to get involved in the area. Mm. Basic info about the property is that it is a relatively large development at 816 units, uh, plot ratio 2.8. So in terms of stories, it would be 18 stories high. Interestingly, even though the launch date is after the Busu Grant, it is actually going to TOP one year earlier at 2027. Mm. Yeah, so the developer cost price uh, is 
2,120 per square foot. Um, that was estimated. So they did pay uh, 11% premium compared to the other uh, developers in the area. But because this is a freehold, so that's why naturally they pay a little bit more. And this is built by Hoi Hub Realty and Sunway Realty. So um, niche developments, uh, developers are uh, unlike like uh, uh, Tembusu Grand, which is built by CDR, which is like a very established Grand, is developer. it freehold or 99? Tembusu Grand is 99 years. That's why correct. it's likely going to be more expensive even. Yes, it's definitely going to be more expensive. When we factor in uh, developers' uh, margins, right? Um, and right now, it's really the seller's market or you know developer's market. So I, when we try to make intelligence guess, um, all the data sources point that it will be somewhere with it between like 2,600 per square foot to 2,800 per square foot. I'm going to go with like the higher price range, right? Because um, the continuum has been hyped by a lot of agents. Like when I attended like workshop seminars and talked to other agents, a lot of people would uh, push like, hey, if you got the budget, you should really try to push towards to get continuum, which is a little bit more expensive, but it's freehold. And he has very, uh, he has a lot of special features that are really unique, not just uh, within the area, but in Singapore. Yeah, so I think one of the key features that really stood out is that they have like a bridge, you know, that connects two project, the, the project from one end to the other end. So that's why uh, that is one feature that everyone talks about. Uh, even though I like, okay, it's a good talking point, but I, I don't place a lot of premium to it, but I think a lot of agents will use it to hype it up. Like a sky really bridge like, thing. Uh, then sometimes they yeah, build like yeah. gym on top, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> yes, they do. Because it's a sky bridge connecting two uh, uh, apartment blocks, right? So they have double everything. They have two gyms, they have two swimming pools, they have <laughs> uh, two sky parks, two barbecue pits at the top. What is the breakdown of units? Is it going to be 70% one bidder and two bidder like what we saw in the Bona Vista project, Blossoms? Yes, Okay, for this, right, they actually, because it's a large project, uh, they have like one bedroom plus study all the way up to five bedrooms. So um, more than 50% of the development is three bedrooms and below. La. So mostly, I, I think one bedroom is like 21%, two bedroom is, and two bedroom plus study is like 38%. So total already 50 plus percent, right? So hmm. 50% is all relatively small. More for investors, two bedrooms, one bedroom. Yeah, but apart from that, I also think like the pricing is very important because like once you reach like the four bedrooms, right, and five bedrooms, it's literally landed property prices. Yeah, what well, that that would be like three plus million. And with the new yeah. uh, stamp duty, this will cost quite a bit more already. I always think the hype in new projects is getting a bit bubblish. I'm more of the yes. resale may have better value, but I may be wrong also. So as always, let us know your thoughts and if you have found some benefit from this whole discussion smash a like smash a subscribe and thank you Jerry again for sharing with us some of your insights hey no problem it was a pleasure it was a lot it was also a lot of fun digging the information and trying to learn about uh, uh, the new uh, launches as well as the prices around the area so thanks for having me with that we'll see you in the next show take care as always goodbye